Podcast. I wasn't talking about politics, but a woman in the back said, uh, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I said, what do you think? Uh, also, why would you ask me that knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? <laughs> and then she said, I can tell by your jokes that you voted for Donald Trump or that you voted for Joe Biden. And I said, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Donald Trump, which and was then, perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then her husband threw a high noon at me. Um, and then it, it missed, obviously, because I'm <laughs> capable of speaking still. Um, yeah. And then I picked it up and I drank the rest of it. The, um, yeah, the most baller move I've ever seen in my life. It was and the I, only move. I maybe, but I feel like ninety nine percent of the people who that happened to would that would not have been the move. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it's like, what am I going to throw it back? And everybody just sees how weak I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the truth. Like you said, you might not be talking because for anybody who has it, it hit the wall hard. It did. Yeah, it was it was a hard throw. <laughs> It was a very hard throw. Yeah, he didn't lob it to you like, here, have a drink. No, no, no. It wasn't It wasn't like a Ted Cruz at a parade throw. It was, <laughs> um, there, was, there was some spirit behind it. Definitely some ill intent behind that thing. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Hey, fellow Lushes, welcome back to another episode of Dimples in the Beard. We are talking with Ariel Elias on this episode. Ariel is a stand-up comic who uh, said the wrong thing in the wrong place, and somebody decided to throw a fucking can of high noon at her head. Luckily, they missed, but she, uh, like a baller, picked that thing up and finished it. So if you haven't seen the viral clip, go on and check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's She handled it perfectly. Couldn't it, have done anything better. It's the greatest baller move of all time. And we're going to talk to her. What's your question? Did you vote for Donald Trump? Did I vote for Donald Trump? What do you think? No. Okay. Here's the question for you. Why would you ask me that in here knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? If it makes you feel any better, I vote in New York. My vote doesn't matter there. It doesn't doesn't matter here either. It doesn't matter. Guys, guys, everybody vote for whoever you want to vote. I don't I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden. Okay. I don't know. Why does it matter? Before we do that, how are you feeling this morning? Before you do that, we'd appreciate it if you go like, subscribe, give us a follow, 
Leave us a comment. That's the best thing you can do. Please comment, comment, comments. Come on down. Call us a couple of fan shamers. You know, call us whatever you want. We are fan shamers. <laughs> I got fan. Sh- I got called a fan shamer. I apologize to that blue October fan who will never see this, but I did not mean to fan shame you. Girl, the fuck up. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> fan shame. So uh, this week, our friends at Galaxy Treats. New best friends. New best friends at Galaxy Treats sent us some Delta 8 THC gummies. Starberry flavor, and they are delicious. And it's uh, it's their wonderful fruity flavors that set them apart it does, from all the other competitors. It does set them apart. All the competitors that you've had before. Yes. Uh, consistency being the key with gummies. Anybody who consumes gummies knows that uh, it can be a wild ride sometimes. I consumed uh, three nights this week and had three very consistent, very chill, mellow highs. They were great. I love them. I love the flavor and. They get two big thumbs up from the beard. I did. did, When did you have yours? I did my um, testing this morning. Okay. And this guy gives it two thumbs up also. Yeah. I wonder why. They're very, um, they were delicious. That's important. And um, did you lick the sugar off first? You said you were going to do that. I did. (laughs) I just popped it in. Okay. I didn't think, I got to become an expert. This This is, this is, I didn't do three nights in a row, just the one. So it works for a newbie, too. It works for a newbie. So there you go. Two big thumbs up from both of us here at Cocktails with Dimples and the Beard. Go Galaxy Treats. GalaxyTreats.com. Okay. Never keep a pretty lady waiting. Without further ado, Ariel Elias. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? So good. Thank you so much. Yeah. No problem. I'm going to... I'm going to apologize for this guy right away. We nope. have, a, yep, we have a we have a little partnership with a gummy THC Delta Eight gummy company, and we were supposed to do reviews, and he decided he'd take his today. So <laughs> if he seems a little, <laughs> a little, a little weird, a little slow on the get up yet. By the way, we are drinking some high noons just in your honor. You don't... Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> there you go. You probably won't, but <laughs> we're not giving you nightmares, are we? <laughs> No, 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 no flashbacks. No PTSD, we, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, I swear we won't throw them at the computer screen or anything. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I ask. Yeah, My standards yeah. now are very low. Right. It's gotten lower <laughs> since. So we're joined by that... Ariel Elias. And if you uh, haven't been under a rock, you've seen the clip somewhere because you posted it. And I see uh, it's up to almost 7 million views now on TikTok. So Jeez. most of the most of the people who are watching that kind of stuff have seen you get uh, a high noon can thrown at you by a douchebag yeah douchebag <laughs> yeah that's 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 a that's the right word <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those who haven't seen it or you know i'm I'm sure by now we're you, you know you're kind of sick of talking about it but if you want to give us kind of the the shortened version of it then we can get on to other things sure i was doing a show in south jersey which is a terrible idea i now know <laughs> um highly highly recommend staying out of south jersey it's a very <laughs> weird place um and in the middle of my set um I sometimes I do this thing where sometimes I'm like does anybody have any questions just to because like we have to post all these clips and stuff and yeah right work is king and I'm not that it's it's like not a thing that comes naturally to me so well it looked like it this night (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good when I have an enemy (laughs) um you know I got into comedy because I just like kept coming up with like comebacks in middle school for people who were mean to me and then thought of them four years later so um (laughs) 
<laughs> so a woman in the back, I wasn't talking about politics, but a woman in the back said, uh, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I said, what do you think? Uh, also, why would you ask me that knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? <laughs> and then she said, I can tell by your jokes that you voted for Donald Trump or that you voted for Joe Biden. And I said, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Donald Trump, which and was then, perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. And then her husband threw a high noon at me. Um, and then it, it missed, obviously, because I'm capable of speaking still. Um, yeah. And then I picked it up and I drank the rest of it. The, yeah. yeah, the most baller move I've ever seen in my life. It was Can the I, only move. I, mean, I maybe, but I feel like ninety nine percent of the people who that happened to would that would not have been the move. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it's like, what am I gonna throw it back? And everybody just sees how weak I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the truth. Like you said, you might not be talking because for anybody who has it, it hit the wall hard. It did. Yeah, it was it was a hard throw. <laughs> It was a very hard throw. Yeah, he didn't lob it to you like, here, have a drink. No, no, no. It wasn't It wasn't like a Ted Cruz at a parade throw. It was, um, there, was, there was some spirit behind it. Definitely some ill intent behind that thing. So I've heard you talk about it a little bit. These people had been there for like prior to the show. And so, yeah, the bar, the club is BYOB. Um, which like being in South Jersey, also a terrible idea. Um, but I get it. Uh, and they got there like before we got there and just had like cases of high noon. High noon. <laughs> um, they were there for a, for a birthday party that was Mexico themed, <laughs> uh, which entailed them wearing fake mustaches. Um, oh. You know, was, was anybody like Mexicans? Was anybody at the birthday party Mexican or was not it was just the not theme like, not in an obvious way sometimes okay. you're like i don't know louis ck is mexican so you never know that's true but, that's true but no not in any way that was like discernible and then they also had sombreros but the owner told them they couldn't wear those because this establishment has rules <laughs> no hats did, but did they throw... get kicked out then right away <laughs> they walked out they left Oh, they just left on their own? Like he, yeah, he, the guy threw the beer and then, or the high noon, and then they, they walked out. Okay. Wow. So they the just, rest they... of the party stayed though. Well, that's good. I that's... know. Did, did they, were they um, cordial to you, the rest of the party? The rest of the party was so nice. One guy just gave me 20 bucks. Um... <laughs> just his guilty conscience was like, yeah. my friend's a douchebag. Yeah, there you go. Basically. Paying for my friend. Yeah, you, you probably should have said that you're going to need to pay a little more. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, every, not... Everybody else in their group was was wonderful and apologetic and, and kind. That's good. That's good. I'm... So was your what, what was your thought to a runoff stage? I mean, is ever that ever into your head? Like this guy's meat, you know? No, maybe it should have been. Maybe the smart thing would have been to like leave the stage. I'm not great at like um, knowing when to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll just be like wow that party was really fun and they're like they wanted you to go four hours ago ready for bed. um but no it just like didn't occur i was just like i'll just do the rest of my set also i had i had stickers to sell that were like the merch that i sell is based on my closing joke so i was like well i gotta get to that <laughs> right if you're gonna make any sales yeah, I hope, and I hope those people made up for. I mean, I hope that table bought like everything you have. That's what the, you know. <laughs> what you need is to get this guy at one of your shows. He will buy everything. He loves a merch table. So I'm addicted. 
It's fun. I love every time I go on the road now, I uh, try to get a, I try to buy a magnet. Okay. From, like the place that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, how, how many states have you hit? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. A lot. Have you, have you, we're in Wisconsin. I know you do some writing for uh, Kristen. Kristen um, Bry, yeah. 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 Um, have you ever been to Wisconsin? No. And I've actually never. So Kristen is now like one of my very good friends. Like okay. We were at each other's Zoom weddings and like we, we check in a lot, um, but we have never actually met in person. Okay. All right. Did you both get married during the pandemic? Is that why they yeah. were Zoom? Okay. All right. It's like Zoom weddings. <laughs> this is a new thing. I'm. <laughs> it's a it's a way it's the best way to go if you're because I'm like not a planner um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. and I don't really like big gatherings of people even before this um so yeah zoom wedding you don't have to pay for anybody's dinner and people still send you money you don't like oh, big, perfect you don't like big <laughs> gatherings of people unless you're standing in front of them telling jokes correct <laughs> but not if I'm having to like be sincere and tell them about my love that's true that is a tough room isn't it <laughs> If you don't get the, oh, you feel like you did something wrong. Yeah, so, right. So, yeah. So back to this club, because I just want to, this club has, like he asked about running off stage, like the club, the logo on the, on the sign is a gun and some bullet holes, which is very interesting to me for a comedy club. <laughs> is no. this strictly a comedy club or is it like a bar yeah. and grill where they it's do a, It's a comedy club with food. Like okay. Have, right. It's the restaurant, but yeah, that's what they do. So comedy is the main business. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I heard from the guy who designed that logo reached out to me on Instagram and he was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I know it kind of sends the wrong message, but this was, you know, however many years ago. And I just, I took it cause I had to pay rent. And oh, like, hell yeah. That's okay, man. I was there cause I had to pay rent. You know, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We all have to pay rent. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Weird. He felt bad for something he did years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I mean, look, I think it was nice. Yeah, I think we'd all be better off if we apologize for things that we did 15 years ago. That's, that's true. There's plenty of it. Yeah, there's plenty of it. Um, so, okay, so you've never you've never been to Wisconsin. You gotta you gotta get here. We got a nice uh, we have a nice club. We're in Appleton, Wisconsin, and got a, a nice club up here. So, and I know Skyline. Uh, yeah, a lot of club. A lot of comedians yeah. seem to like comedy on state down in Madison. Seems to be a very popular one too. So. Yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah. I sit you're are you uh I see there's a show on your calendar back in New Jersey soon. Are you it's not the same place, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'll be uh catch a rising star in Princeton. Okay, okay. Is that complete in a completely different area? Just as a total naive. I'm not on the East Coast. It's still South Jersey, but you know, it's okay. Princeton. Okay. Well, let's hope it's the same party different. isn't there. No, I don't think they would be. <laughs> I don't think they're they're interested in coming back. <laughs> And ever since this took off, you've had a lot of attention. Seems like you're making your rounds, joining us. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. Definitely starting. The media downfall is happening. You're now on our podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> you went from Good Morning America to yeah to cocktails with dimples in the beard. But well, maybe in a few weeks we'll see that there was a scandal between you two that you were actually in a, having an, a torrid affair. Is that what your post was about yesterday? Because I did <laughs> yeah. not. I'm like I should know what this means, but I have no clue. So two of the Good Morning America people are apparently having an affair. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I nope. I didn't get it either. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I was like, there must be something going on there I mean, between the, two of them. The ones that were there interviewing you? Yes, two, <laughs> two of them, yeah. <laughs> two of them. Wow. Well, there's three, there's three hosts. Yeah. Sure, sure. I don't. Maybe all three of them. Watch Good Morning America. I apologize. So. <laughs> That's 
and I loved your your appearance on Sherry, but I, I the very end she I, was fun. I didn't think she was going to let you go. She held your hand for a long, long time. I was like, is she ever going to let her go? This is starting to get awkward even for me. <laughs> Afterwards, she was like, is it okay that I held your hand? I don't know. Maybe you're a germaphobe. And I was like, no, oh, no, it's very nice. Thank yeah. You. No, it was sweet. I just, it was like, this is this is a long one. This is a long handhold. This is a long handhold. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband and I don't hold hands because he has like freakishly long arms. So it's always like too far. His hands are, too are off. down for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not used to holding hands with anybody. Well, you handled it. You did well. I handled it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Puns intended. Puns intended. Oh, there. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you, uh, how'd you get your start in comedy? I know you grew up in in Kentucky as a Jew, a Jewish person. So I'm assuming that's kind of where maybe some of it started. You said something about middle school and. Yeah, it really. I mean, the first time I did stand up was when I was living in New Orleans. I oh, okay. was. Uh, I went to Tulane, and then I was like graduating into the recession and my degree meant nothing so I was just sort of I I, you know I had started working at a library and it was right when podcasts came out okay and a lot of the podcasts were comedians podcasts and they they would talk about how if you wanted to do stand-up you just went you just did it yeah and I was like oh like I and I had never at that point I had never seen live comedy um but I looked up an open mic and there was one the next night and so I wrote some stuff down that night and I I went the next night with a couple of my roommates and then I was like that was the best that was so fun I wanted I want to keep doing and I and I knew I was bad at it but I felt like I could get good so the first night did the first night go poorly did you kind of bomb or were you no the first night went well because I think your first time you have so much blind confidence (laughs) right because you've never once you bomb and you're like oh that was awful and that's a possibility every time I go up oh no yeah but that first time like the fear hasn't really kicked in like you're just excited or I was just excited yeah yeah so I I know there's not much of a is there much there's not much of a comedy scene in New Orleans is there there's a scene is there okay it's different I mean there's no club okay so that which is it's a weird many people have tried to open a comedy club in new orleans and many people have failed um because it's yeah you would think it would be a i mean you think it'd be a good place for one except for the fact that you're going to be dealing with a lot of crowds like you had in south jersey (laughs) maybe that's the problem they said everyone will be like that right right yeah i think new orleans drunk crowds are better though than like other place drunk crowds because in new orleans they know how to be drunk (laughs) it's part of the culture they're professional drunks yeah the tourists to really stand out (laughs) Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. How long did, how long did you live in New Orleans? Eight years. Oh, wow. Years. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. From, from 2007 to 2014. Oh, wow. Seven years. It's a beautiful um, city. I haven't been there in a long time, but it's beautiful. I love it so much. I miss yeah. a lot, but there's a, there's, there's a whole, there's a scene there that's, it's all, it's all DIY. It's all like in the back of bars and stuff, okay. but, but there's a scene. You and you and Mark Norman, you, the, the big, the big New Orleans comics, huh? Oh, and, and Sean, Patton. Sean Patton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark and Sean had already gone to New York by the time I started. Okay. They would come back a lot. So, yeah. so those were like, those were the comics who would come back and you would go like, Oh, one day, like I want to like, that's the aspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It was a- what, how many, what year was that? Your first appearance? Um, The first time I did stand up was 2011. Oh, okay. So wow, you're, you're 10 years on 10, 10, 11 years under 10 your belt. belt. Yeah. So that, yeah. So have you ever had anything even close to that 
happening to you where you were afraid of a heckler or well I'm always afraid okay Um, (laughs) (laughs) but no I've never had anybody like I've never thought that it was like gonna get violent yeah I've had like a couple of people like hate me (laughs) for sure sure (laughs) um and I I have thought like I don't want to like I hope that person just leaves after the show and doesn't hang around yeah yeah but but no I've never people are most people I think like we have this notion that like everybody is looking for a fight because we are all on the internet most people aren't right right? like it's it's like that thing in fight club when they when they have to start a fight with somebody and they find it really hard because most people just want to walk away yep yeah most people when they don't like you they'll just leave maybe they'll yell something out but like that's as far as it goes yeah yeah so no i know nothing had ever come close well that's good good to hear yeah yeah i mean you certainly hear some stories and i don't want to say that it's more evident now but but it seems like it a little bit that there's more of you know hecklers that are doing worse things now than they used to but yeah i think like we're all on edge right now like we went through these really difficult two years of covid and a racial reckoning and and their constant mass shootings and so we're all like we're all edgy we're all like jumpy and skittish um so it's not surprising that that's kind of bleeding into everything yeah Yeah. including stand-up so how was it during the the, during the pandemic you couldn't perform did you do anything like on the to zoom or anything I did some Zoom stuff, and then once once we realized we could go outside, like outside was safe, um, I did a lot of shows in parks okay. in New York, but for those first couple of months, like an occasional Zoom thing, but it was really just like trying to fill the time, trying to figure out what to do, and also like it was kind of nice to take a little break because I had never taken a break from stand-up in nine years at that point yeah yeah i mean if you've if you've got a little nest egg built and you can afford to take the little break the problem i think for a lot of comics obviously is that nest egg probably wasn't there so yeah but unemployment kind of let us like take a moment there you go yeah and sort of figure out like all right i guess i'm just gonna like bake and do puzzles for a little while (laughs) (laughs) like jigsaw to drown out the sirens that are constantly outside (laughs) our door right right like jigsaw puzzles Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah yeah i I do love a good jigsaw puzzle are you yeah you, do you have one of those tables for doing them on it no i suppose I you're don't. in new york aren't you yeah you, you probably <laughs> yeah, i would part. love to do like a three thousand piece puzzle but i my our space kind of max out at 500 <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> when did you uh when did you move to new york i moved was to it, new york in 2014 was it strictly for comedy you mm-hmm. just thought the scene there was yeah, there came a point in New Orleans where I could do every show there that existed. So it felt like I can either stay here and, you know, be like be happy and live a happy life because I love it in New Orleans. Um, but I think I had a bit too much ambition to be happy. So and I never will be. But um, I moved to New York and <laughs> decided to start over and and get my ass kicked for a few I, years. I love how com- comics just slip that in. Well, yeah, like, never will be. Hold on a minute <laughs> there. We just we gonna leapfrog over that right away. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, that's that's just the comic mentality, isn't it? If, sure. you're, if you're happy, you can't be funny or something like that. I, guess. I think it's just like a lot of us want more and more and more. And yeah. so it's it's hard to to be happy with what we have. Do you think do you think for you personally, it would be a struggle? Say, say this thing, like all of a sudden tomorrow you're playing arenas and you're, you know, sold out shows. You got all the money. Do you think it would be hard for you to write comedy at that point? Um, I don't know. Would it be hard for me to write comedy? Um, I mean, if you get to kind of the pinnacle, you know, is this like, well, that's when the pressure's on. You got to keep uh, yeah. getting bigger and bigger. I think what happens and sort of when you get to that level is what the hard part is like your audience will just laugh like they're like trained to laugh. That's true. Um, so it gets harder to figure out what's actually funny because there's it's so interesting how like no matter how long you do it, there are so many ideas that you have that you're like, this is funny, right? And then sometimes it's not like, sometimes you're just like, Oh, I made a leap. That doesn't make sense. Sure. Sure. Um, so I think it just depends on how you handle that. And I like to think that I would handle that well, but yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. It's hard to, I mean, because of so many, I mean, we, not that we talked to a lot of comedians, but we've had, you know, a handful of comedians on, and it seems like most comedians start by writing from an, an area of trauma or an area of pain a little darker place yeah you know and you think like once you get to the the pinnacle and you're there does it does all of a sudden is it harder to to make jokes almost like even like, at that level the darkness doesn't go away well right right yeah and you can always dig deeper and mine more right like once you're at that level you also have money for like a really good therapist <laughs> or you could just i mean you could go get addicted to crack or something so you got something to you oh know. yeah there's yeah. there's I money address. turn there for a minute yeah i mean <laughs> If all of a sudden you're like, I'm clueless, I don't know what to, you know, just, you know, go get yourself an addiction. You'd be good to go for a while. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you find your process is to write jokes? Do you write them every day? Just inspiration or sit down and buckle I don't write jokes every day, but I do write every day. Um, usually on the subway, I'll do some free writing. Um, sometimes that's the only writing I do for the day. I find that jokes never really come from that but it feels like i'm just clearing out the cobwebs in my oh, okay. brain to like make space for jokes to come <laughs> that um, makes sense sometimes i'm like very intentional about it and i'll sit down and i'll sort of look at the headlines and try to think of a topical joke or or go like this is what everybody's talking about i should probably think of a take but a lot of times it's just like going for a walk and thinking about my set or being in the shower or or so, on stage. So what are you writing? It's not jokes. Like a book? Script? No, like free, just free write. Just like stream of consciousness most of the time. For publishing or just for yourself? No, no, no. Just for, I just have like notebooks. Gotcha. Okay. Notebooks yeah, upon no, notebooks, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Seemed like you'd write a screenplay or something. <laughs> it feels um, that way. but That feels kind of like a dig. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that was a compliment. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> that you could do it well yeah <laughs> um so now you're in new york when did you get involved in the roast battles because you're a pretty darn good roaster too very which, natural which i didn't when i first saw like i saw the clips like here you are roasting like she's got to get her she's got to get destroyed because you seem so nice and so sweet and so i'm like there's no way but <laughs> you uh you definitely hold your own roasting um thank you i I did, you know, there was like a time when roast battles were like all the rage. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I did them then. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like a fun joke 
joke writing exercise yeah but there it's so specific and niche and it got to a point where like roasts are the most fun when you're doing it against somebody who you're friends with because you know each other and it's it really is coming from like a place of love um in this very dysfunctional dysfunctional way (laughs) but i i felt like as time moved on it became the return was not as as great for the investment. It's so much time. Sure. And I found that the people who I was roasting were not people who I knew at all. And so you're just like messaging each other like, here's some fun facts about me. Do oh. what you want with that. Um, I also, I think as time has moved on and as I've gotten a little bit older, I find it less interesting to be mean. Sure, um, sure. When I was in like my mid twenties, that I and like early, tw- that was like fun to be like, because we're just like closer to high school, and um. But I've found now that like, it's also the same thing of like when I first started stand up, I was doing sort of my best Sarah Silverman impression and sure. trying to shock the audience, and that reaction became less and less like appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and less interesting i think it's more fun if you can make like if you can be like kind of nice and sweet and funny right so right. you have a whole bits and bunch of bad stuff that you won't ever will never say again correct okay. <laughs> i think most comedians do yeah i never resurrect okay yeah i mean the, the one, one of the ones i watched with you and, and liz mcgee mm-hmm. is that liz mcgee are yeah. you are you, you two really best of friends yeah okay because you yeah you guys were pretty ruthless with you with each other and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. That would be tough if it's somebody you like you knew for a couple of weeks or whatever and you went after each other that hard. Like I'm like, ooh, that can No, so. Liz Liz is my like comedy wife. Like we we she she saved me when I came to New York. She she was at a lot of the open mics, she was the only other woman. And so okay. we we kind of glommed onto each other. And yeah. um she lives in LA now and is like writing TV and is amazing. I saw her when I was in LA for um for Kimmel, so humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> for Kimmel. That... When I was there for Jimmy Kimmel, I've yeah, yeah. never heard of it. Yeah, but yeah, I love Liz and all. Yeah. She's the best. How was your uh, How was your experience with with Jimmy Kimmel? I love that yeah. you just you asked him. It's not like he saw the thing and then said, "Hey, let's come on." You were like right into his face. Hey, make let me on your show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baller. you know, I I think make it hard for people to say no to you. Right, right. Yeah, at that point, what's he gonna do? <laughs> the attention he's like no way damn it i gotta <laughs> i mean he could have just ignored it or whatever or said sure. like let's see what we can do and then never followed up right and i wouldn't blame anybody for that but the whole experience is like very surreal um you know like i i had been trying to get on late night for a few years i had submitted videos and gotten notes to other shows and back and forth and um so when I saw that he had retweeted it I figured I'd shoot my shot yeah um it was it was awesome I like flew out there and and the everybody there seemed very happy to work there which is nice yeah yeah that's cool very nice and it was just a it was a cool experience on top of like it that all also happened in those two weeks that were insane and (laughs) Um, you know, like I think when you messaged me, I was like, I can do your podcast in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it 
I think I was just fully running on adrenaline for those yeah. two weeks, but it was nice to have some like positive, fun adrenaline and just to do stand up and show that like I can do stand up. It's not that I just right. drink a beer and be quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Were you, were you happy? I mean, I, I know this is a stupid question because all you comedians will say no, but were you happy with your set on Kimmel? Did you think it went well? Yeah, it went well. Okay, I, good, good. I think it went as, as look like it was my first time on tv well not my first time on tv but my first time doing stand-up on tv yeah um and my first time on tv was like earlier that week you know so it's not as if i'm <laughs> this like seasoned right comedian on television um so look like when i watched it i was like oh i can see like a little bit of my nerves poking through but i think that's normal and oh, fine yeah. and and next time that hopefully won't happen but like yeah. it was just fun it was cool you, well you packed a lot of laughs into four and a half or five minutes whatever it was i mean it was joke 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 so it was i mean even if you were a little nervous it was it was funny there was a lot of laughter so thanks yeah it felt like um it feels like you're trying to do like a quick ad for like why people should come see you yeah your best sure. stuff did you yeah you'd be like i gotta get my best stuff I think it was just like, what's it, what's the best introduction to me? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's sure. Nice. Sure. Well, you know, if Jimmy Kimmel would have watched your comedy and said, and you were horrible, he's like, I'm not putting that on my show. <laughs> right. So he enjoyed you. <laughs> yeah. And I still had to like submit a tape to that. You know, it was, yeah. I still sent them. Here's the jokes that I'm going to do. They were just like, okay, great. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> And as and as far as for uh, coming on our podcast yet, yeah, we're we're fine. I I was thrilled when you actually reached. I'm like, there's no way at this point you're going to even return messages to a small podcast. Like, why would you? So so we really appreciate it. Very nice. Thank you. Anything and, for Wisconsin. <laughs> Perfect. We were from right someday. There. I'll be there. And the other thing I like is because we can you know we can all be uh, open and honest. You were like you you were openly honest about how you were going to milk this thing for all it was worth. And of course, when we saw it happen, I'm like, I got to message her. We got to see if we can get her on. We, you know, Love shoot that. your shot. Yeah, like, people are going to want to watch. And you, I mean, and not that we can be picky, but we're kind of the same thing as Jimmy Kimmel. If I didn't think you were funny, I wouldn't. Have, I mean, it would have been like, yeah, okay, that's fine. But but you are hilarious. Yeah. So thank you. And we do love talking comedy, and we are trying harder and to get more and more comics. And and uh, it's have you guys ever done stand up? No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Would you? Not today for sure. We have said uh if we if if and when we make it down to Austin for for we'll go to Kill Tony and we'll both sign up. Okay. That so we will do that. We'll both sign up and if we have if we're forced to do it, we'll do it. But no, no. I, I like hiding behind the webcam. It's a lot easier. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah. yeah. And I've I've never can really considered myself funny. So no. Sure, sure, sure. We make, uh, we make each... that hasn't stopped a lot of comedians. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, we make each other laugh, but that's because we're both dipshits, so right. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I guess that's one way to think of it. Well, if it makes me laugh, they'll laugh, and if I am laughing, I won't see if they're laughing or not. So, right. okay. that's true. That's true. That's and that's my strategy if I get forced to go up there. Yeah, there is a lot of like if you're having fun. The yes. audience will have fun right or if you're just goofy and awkward did you the one episode of kill tony that comedian went up and didn't say a word for the entire 60 seconds it was the funniest thing i've ever he just stood there and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing it was the funniest thing i've ever seen <laughs> anyway <laughs> so how did you wow. uh, how did you get hooked up with uh kristen bray to do the writing on this as goes wisconsin so kristen um 
we when the when the pandemic first hit she moved back from la back to wisconsin okay and started doing sort of a version of as goes wisconsin it was like the like the it was like a draft version where she was sort of just doing headlines and then trying to make jokes and she reached out through one of the you know one of the comedian groups that i'm in basically said i'm doing this like i'm looking for people to sort of help write okay uh, you know, I'll put up the setups, you put in the punchlines. So it was me and a few other people were on that spreadsheet. And I was looking for something to do. And I love writing jokes. So I I said I would do it. And then it she would like the the jokes that not to like brag, 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 but the jokes that she would pick were mostly mine. Yeah. And then go ahead and brag. We we just sort of started like talking and she was figuring out what the show what as goes Wisconsin was gonna be. And and I had nothing else to do. And I really liked Kristen. I thought she was really smart. And um, and so we just started doing it together where I don't do it anymore, unfortunately, because I've just gotten busy. But it sure. was such a fun way to learn about the history and the culture of Wisconsin. And yeah. um, you probably know more than both of us. I was just, just going <laughs> to say that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It was very cool. We actually, well, I'll, I'll humble brag a little bit, actually. We actually have her coming on, too. So we're going to talk awesome. to her in January, I think. So, yes. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited because it's, you know, I mean, talk about trying to get more and more, like, more local people to us. And being in Wisconsin, it's not easy to find comedians. So yeah. <laughs> there's not a, you know, I mean, there's a small comedy it's scene com- around yeah, us. But, got a good scene. But, but uh, we don't know them. <laughs> yeah. To have somebody from Wisconsin coming on is nice. So we're we're looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, she's so she's so thoughtful and like intentional with with her work. Um, yeah, yeah, I respect it a lot. Yeah. So your appearance on the uh, Misadventure or the Marvelous Miss Maisel. So Who I wasn't you? on Marvelous Was Mrs. Maisel. I did warm up um, for the crew. Was, no, it was a there was a a couple of scenes in one of the seasons that required like three hundred extras. Um, and so in between takes, because it was like, they were supposed to like walk, be watching her do stay. It was like when she was right. performing for the troops, I think is the, was the mm-hmm. setup. So, so in between takes to keep their attention and to keep them sort of in this mindset that they were at a comedy show, I would go up and do, con- so it was just a two day gig, but it was, did you, uh, how long are you up there for these, for these little sets? It really varied. There was no knowing it was like somebody would just like hand you a microphone and go, okay, go up. And then you just went until they were ready to, to went until they had reset. And it didn't matter. Like if you were in the middle of a punchline or, or a set, like it didn't matter. Well, you just got off when they said to get off. And then the next time you would go like, okay, where were we? <laughs> I'm all right. What if you run out of stuff? Um, that was a fear for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden there's a makeup disaster and you got to be out there for two hours. Improv, yeah, no, improv. I was concerned, um, but but it worked out. It was fine. Good. Were yeah. you able to interact with the audience? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was. Yeah, that's no, cool. A no... different different set, not rules, but just different way of doing it. The only rules were like, don't take any pictures. Oh, sure, sure. Did they shoot that? Person. Did they shoot that in New York? It was in Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Yeah, I, I've never watched it, but I I did know that she was a, a stand up in the show, so I figured that was kind of what it was. Oh yeah, it's a great show. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I enjoy it. Did you watch it? I watched a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so a show about comedy isn't your thing. 
<laughs> I think it's really hard to watch a show where somebody is living your dream. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. So what, what, well, that one deep, deeper than I thought. <laughs> what show has your attention right now? Um, White Lotus. Okay. I've um, heard, yeah, I've heard that. I'm an episode behind. So don't spoil anything. No, but... I haven't seen it. I've just heard. I've heard it's good. Yeah. It's really great. It's, it's, um, it's a really great slow build. Yeah. Um, with incredible characters and it's like pretty funny. Um, I've been watching a lot of this show called Alone. Yep. I love that. Is that that's that's the one in a lot like out in the arctic yeah 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 i love that i love that show <laughs> a lot i think i'm really comforted by the idea that like when the grid goes down which it will um <laughs> there are people who will be fine how how fine will you be oh i'll die immediately <laughs> yeah i'll die gone. i'll be gone so fast what about your husband did you at least marry into somebody who can keep you alive for a bit he, yeah he used to be an engineer um, there you he's go like pretty handy he cooks and okay he's he's very cre- he's like a really good problem solver yeah stuff it's like that you said used to be an engineer is he living off your jimmy kimmel money is that what's <laughs> happening now? <laughs> no well he he was a stand-up for a while okay. and then sort of transitioned into uh writing more so he um he has like written and like made pilots before oh cool he, he um he and Nate Bargatze like sold and made a pilot together. Nice. Um, he's yeah. So he he does that stuff. He also has a walking tour company in New York. So if you oh, nice. live in New York and you want to you know, take that's, a walking tour, that's cool. So he knows. So he knows, stuff. Does he know a bunch of history then about New York, or is it? Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. It's a nice way. Like whenever we're walking around, I kind of just like try to be like, "Tell me about that building." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that that looks interesting. I wonder how long that's been there. And he's like, "Actually." <laughs> he's so so he born and raised in new york yeah he was born in yonkers okay like All right. in here, but yeah very cool very cool did, did you, you meet him on the comedy scene i was gonna say yeah did you meet him doing stand-up I did yeah. yeah we met um <laughs> we met when the creek in the cave was in queens that's where we met it was like okay. my first week in new york and uh they used to hold an award show that was very like tongue-in-cheek it was just an excuse to have like open bar <laughs> And um, I, because I had just moved from New Orleans, I, and I still do, um, I carried a koozie with me everywhere, which I think everybody should. For some reason, nobody in New York does, I think, because nobody really does a lot of like outdoor drinking here, which is one of New York's many flaws. Um, But I, I had, I, I was at the bar, I got a beer and I put, I slid my koozie into it or I slid it into my koozie. And then I heard this voice behind me go, did you bring your own koozie to the bar? (laughs) And I turned around and I was like, who is this judgmental voice? I love you so much. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. You'd fit right in in Wisconsin for sure. I know. Mm -hmm. That's why I love Wisconsin. It's like the New Orleans of the North. That's and she's got all the history of Wisconsin. Yeah, that's true. Without the beads, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like cold New Orleans. It's yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cold today. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead. Do you uh, do you still play saxophone? From time to time, I have a little uh, synthesizer. Okay. Saxophone. Um, that I play sometimes, but I. You know what? The reason I stopped was because I developed jaw problems. Oh. Um. So I'll still play sometimes, but like it is kind of physically painful <laughs> to do it. Oh. So, uh-huh. Unfortunately. 
that's bad yeah i love i love the saxophone so i wish yeah, i do you play I, no no <laughs> Thank do you play thankful. anything um just with myself that's it okay All right. <laughs> <laughs> no i no i am not music i've tried guitar and can't can't just yeah my uh my daughter's playing piano right now so i'm kind of second-handedly trying to to learn through her learn offer yeah yeah it's not going so well she'll teach you yeah is she taking lessons or she's just like teaching herself no she's taking lessons right now yeah so she's only seven so she's she's brand new to it and but she's picking it up pretty quickly so i'm hoping maybe she'll be able to teach me you get into the saxophone because of the love of it or was it those in grade school you're forced to take an instrument Um, so yeah in grade school you're like forced to pick an instrument but my older brother played saxophone and i like very much wanted to be like him like I, I just thought he was the coolest and like wanted to do whatever he did okay so, and we already had a saxophone at home so I chose that there you go mm-hmm. and then I really loved it it yes it, wonderful sounds what's your style of music jazz or classical oh, classical okay yeah classic um, I used to go to this uh this saxophone workshop every summer that was uh it was a week long it was like 40 saxophones um, and we would play it was all classical music wow that's cool it's very beautiful music that's for sure it was a saxophone orchestra that wow yeah it's like it it could sound really awful sometimes (laughs) but it was cool because you know you have all the all the because saxophone comes in all in all different sizes so different voices so you could you could really make Make a whole orchestra. <laughs> That's cool. As long as it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, and saxophone is also what? sorry to nerd out a little bit, but like in most classical pieces, there's no part written for saxophone because saxophone was invented much later than all of the other instruments that are like classically in an orchestra. Oh, sure. So, I was wondering that. I'm like, I don't remember sax being in classicals. Okay, but it's not. So we were often like left out. So in order to play for a bunch of us to have the opportunity to play classical music, we had to have a whole saxophone orchestra. Just do it yourself. Yeah, huh. that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, that must have been like that the been interesting. comedy scene. Yeah. Well, so when you're younger, how what year did you say I, I want to do that? Or um, who was your who did you watch all the time? Comedy. Yeah. Um. So I didn't. I I you know I grew up like before YouTube and stuff. So I would watch just truly whatever was on like premium blend or comedy central. Yeah. Um, but then, so I, I didn't have like a discerning palette. Um, and then my dad and I, my dad would always, li- so I lived half an hour away from my school. Um, uh, and my dad would always listen to Bob and Tom radio <laughs> when he was taking me. So that's like, that was, I think like most of my exposure to comedy. So my, earliest like favorite comedians it's a real like smorgasbord <laughs> of comedians it was like nikki glazer mm-hmm. gary goldman rodney carrington <laughs> uh mike berbiglia and like just like just anybody who was on bob and tom I was gonna, the bob and tom yeah yeah they yeah they that kind of that's what it Warren, is and, oh yeah greg Hahn. yeah it was just like just those guys, just anybody on that circuit was like my favorite comedians. Any uh, thoughts of getting on there, the show yourself? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> have you did you have you ever submitted tapes to them or anything? 
No, I haven't. Um, I have only like really just started headlining in the last like four or five months. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I got sidetracked because my dog <laughs> farted and it is so foul. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> and that's reality. Instagram versus reality just happened here. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, We've all been but, there. Uh, but yeah, at some point I would love to. Yeah, for sure. They're uh, they're there still no, there. No, the beard and dimples, but right, heck, dimples right. and the beard. Sorry, I guess I wouldn't even know how to get on Bob and Tom. I mean, if they invite you, or you don't submit. So. Well, we we wouldn't, but as yeah. a comedian, <laughs> we wouldn't yeah. as a comedian. You know, I got I got to say though, I don't know. We, we had them for a while, and they took them away. When you asked if we were comics, that's the second time now. The second comedian who has asked that. So I'm starting to think maybe no, unless you were asking out of pity, like you're, no. you, you guys aren't comics, are you? No, no, no. It's it was just... more about you're not comics, are you? <laughs> you know, a lot of comics have podcasts, right? Um, so you do. Where's Where's yours? I'm figuring it out. I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to do one just for the sake of like having one. I, I would like there to be a purpose. Sure. Um. So I don't know. I, you know, I had one, one time about like, it was a lot of work. I don't know why we did this to ourselves, but we did, um, I did it with Molly Rubin Long and we would like each pick like an unknown woman in history to like, sort of like talk about, but that was so much research. Um, and, um, yeah, it was just a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Okay. Capitalize. Yeah. Right. Decide what to, what to do. Yeah. So where where uh where are your where are you gonna be in the next little bit? You uh moving around the country, traveling around the country a little bit? Yeah, is this the promo section? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I guess we're getting there. <laughs> we don't don't necessarily have to be, but no, I was just curious. Um, okay, so December sixteenth, I'll be in Princeton, New Jersey, at Catch a Rising Star. Um, New Year's Eve weekend, the 29th through the thirty first, I'll be at the Arlington Draft House in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, cool. Um. January 20th and 21st, I'll be at Creek in the Cave in Austin, Texas. And then January 26th through the 28th, I'll be at Comedy Bar in Toronto. All right. We are moving around. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see my you. first time in Canada. We can see you on Kill Tony after your, after <laughs> Creek in the Cave. You gotta, you gotta get on there. <laughs> <laughs> no? Not anymore. No? She's done being mean. Oh, that's true. That's... Can't, could You could ever do it today, could you? I'm sorry, what? They'll go on kill Tony you today. You just think you yeah, can do it's, it? I think it's just probably not for me. <laughs> See? Told you. Okay, well then Joe Rogan, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. When you're in Austin, you gotta, you know, gotta make it worth your while. Gotta make the rounds. For sure. For sure. Um getting a lot of attention for expanding your tour since all this exposure. Into um, the Midwest, hint hint. <laughs> yeah yeah there'll be it'll it'll we're still sort of still trying to figure out what my calendar is going to look like for the next year but yeah there'll be things are popping off a little bit there will be more dates Good. um you can always go to my website arielaliascomedy.com and check out because that stuff gets updated or like you can just look at the link tree in my bio on all my social media which is ariel underscore comedy awesome underscore comedy awesome and there's plenty of clips on your instagram page to go and and inspirations or that you got going on yeah and inspirations yeah yeah well talk about subject matters like oh, your, sure, sure, sure. 
in yeah. addition to clips is what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Is that, right. is that, that got me kicking in? <laughs> it just might be. It just might be. <laughs> the reviews are I don't are know in. why I thought it was a good idea. I do. I'm a dummy. The reviews are in. Well, <laughs> well, we won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Again, Thanks we for having me. say it all the time. Anytime we're lucky enough to get somebody, we uh we appreciate you giving our, our little podcast a chance. Of yeah. course. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll let you know when I come to Wisconsin. Absolutely. Perfect. We'll be Tell there. We'll be there. Say hi. We'll gonna, do. I'm just going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your day. Thank you bye, so guys. much. All right. Bye. <laughs> That's the shortest podcast we've ever done. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. DC, I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Ass. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.